Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Our mission and job description, you know, uh, intentionally uh, from my heart, I'd like to share this topic because uh, as we know that in the last days, uh, like today, this season, it's a season where uh, the Christian community is struggling with its uh, uh, enthusiasm, you know, or fire or passion for the things of God. Now, uh, this is this serves as a reminder for us that we have a mission, and God uh, gave us this job description. Okay, so uh, the job description that I will be quoting from scriptures from we we will uh, share that at the end of this presentation. Okay, but in the middle. Our key scripture will describe our mission while we are here. So the title is Our Mission and Job Description. Now, the expanded version of the title uh, would be Our Mission and Job Description in the Lord or Our Mission and Job Description while we're here on earth. Our mission and job description as Christians or as followers of Christ, as believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So therefore, listen, if you are a Christian, if you are a born-again, spirit-filled believer of Christ, uh, and you want to know your role and purpose in life, this message is for you. Okay, so uh, this is uh, important and also basic. But before we discuss our mission here on earth, I would like to bring us first to where we are. Okay, so where are we right now and where are we heading? You see, uh, for the past uh, uh, several months, we've been, uh, not just months, but years, We've been um, giving you a heads up where these events, these end time events or the prophetic events are, um, you know, what's the next event after this event, such a particular event. And we've been, you know, like I told you in our face-to-face church last decade, okay, before 2020, before the pandemic, we already observed that gradually these uh, birth pains is uh, taking place. And so I will not tell you the, the timing, the pattern. That's not my topic for today. But that happened during the last decade. Now, uh, when pandemic hits, uh, that's 2020 and up, and up, you see the same pattern. Okay, so that is why I'm I'm kind of bold or courageous to share with you, you know, because it's not actually me telling this events, okay, or future events. It's actually the Bible. It's it's in the Bible. We just need to open our eyes and not be in a denial mode. You see, a lot of Christians are still in a denial mode. 
and they just don't want to see it so they can see but that is why i want to remind you or bring you to reality which is where we are right now you need to be connected to the word of god you need to you know engage in prophecy bible prophecy not prophecies by so and so you know the, the person next door or the the pastor uh, in the nearby church so no, no i mean if they are preaching prophecies directly from scriptures and you know it, well the prophecies in scripture will come to pass but if it's a personal prophecy, then if it is from the Lord, it will come to pass. That is why we, we must be very careful in what we say and, and do. And, you know, why? Because you need to have a strong basis and, and uh, uh, you know, to be certain of, we need to look into the Scripture. So just read it and let Scripture interpret Scripture and you will see and try to tie it or connect the dots with current events where it's leading and and i've been observing how uh, end time events are lining up and um, taking place uh, happening in our days and that is why uh, as you can see uh, where we are right now. So this would really sound significant to all of us. So where are we now and where are we heading? Matthew 24, beginning from verse 4 to verse 8, it says, The Lord Yeshua, or Jesus, answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. Okay, so already... A lot of people, a lot of uh, false teachers, imposters, they claim to be the Christ of today. Uh, don't believe that. That's a lie. Because if Jesus comes, everyone will know. You will see the skies lighted up, okay? You'll see the Son of Man, okay, with all his angels. He, he will come in power and in glory. So you will hear, hear the trumpet sound. You, it, It's going to be... It's going to be great, okay? It's going to be a, a wonderful time for all believers, but not for non-believers. So, when Jesus comes, it's not going to be from the earth, okay? It's gonna, he's going to come from the sky, okay? And down to earth with all the angels. If you don't see angels flying around, that's not Jesus, okay? Anyone who claims to be Jesus, to be the Christ, okay? And if he did not come down from from the heavens, from the skies, with the, his angel, angelic host, then it's not the Lord Yeshua. It's not Jesus. It's not the Messiah. Okay? So don't be deceived. Because today, deception is really rampant. It's all over. Even in news, in the news, in social media, so much, there's so much uh, fake news. So, verse 6, it says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Is this true? You will hear of wars and rumors? Yeah, of course. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Okay, don't be afraid. Don't be terrified. Don't panic. You know, don't stress yourselves. Because you know what? Uh, stress is not good to our health. Okay. 
Um, let's continue. Where are we? It says, Do not be alarmed. Such things must happen because it was prophesied. It will come to pass. Uh, and it says, But the end is still to come. So it's t- still not the end. Okay, Some people say, Oh, this is the end. Oh, no. you know, It's not yet the end. Verse 7, it says, Nation will rise against Nation. So we see, like, for instance, the Afghanistan thing, the, what's the rebels in Afghanistan? The Taliban. Okay? And uh, the government. I mean, it's one clan. It's nation against nation. Uh, nation against nation means ethnic against ethnic. Mean, meaning to say, it's the same clan. Okay? Right now, what we're uh, seeing in the news, uh, Russia against Ukraine. So they, they belong to the same clan. It's nation against nation. What's next? Could be what? Uh, Taiwan? Uh, China, right? Or Korea? Uh, North and South? And uh, what else? Uh, there's a lot of possibilities with nations against nations. So this is prophesied by the Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope you are not uh, resisting this truth because it's happening right now. Okay, don't tell me that you still don't believe that there is war in Russia against Ukraine because <laughs> if you don't believe that, you are in a 100% denial mode today. So listen up. Nation will rise against nation. So uh, is this allowed by the Lord? Yeah, rise. Okay, nation will rise. Nation will what? Will rise against nation. So there's going to be Really, they're going to be called to arms and they're going to be at war at each other. Okay? Ethnic against ethnic. And it says, okay, and kingdom against kingdom. Meaning to say, this wars, nation against nation, will lead to what? It's going to lead to wars between countries, between sovereignties. Kingdom is a sovereignty. So when you say... Kingdom against kingdom is going to be a sovereignty against other sovereignty. So it's going to be like a world war. All right? Now, there will be famines. Okay, so now now take note. The wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. What is the result? Of course, there's going to be an economic collapse. Because, look, with, with that war, uh, Russia and Ukraine, it has affected the prices of food wheat and oil uh, gas and all those stuff now imagine if it's it will involve more nations okay what would that look like if it will involve more than two nations what if kingdoms against kingdom okay kingdom against kingdom so the result is really a famine <laughs> okay a shortage of food because people, because those nations will can no longer normally do their agriculture. They cannot do farming because you see the farms are devastated. They're, they're destroyed. They're, the, the, the farmers are no longer there. They're running for their lives. You know, they, uh, some farms are run off and, uh, you know. So anyway, there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And verse 8, it says, all these are the beginning of birth pain. So this is not, the Lord Jesus Christ said it's, this is not the end, okay, but the end is still to come. And all of these are but what? The beginning of birth pain. So this is where we are right now. 
Okay, this is where we are, rumors, wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation, that is the now, and then what? Kingdom against kingdom will come next. Now, uh, so you see, where are we right now? In short, this is, uh, this is the season or what the Bible calls uh, beginning of birth pains. So the world is experiencing labor pain. Okay, before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords will come and start a new beginning. He, may, he will make everything new. He's going to establish his millennial kingdom. Before that will take place, there's going to be what? Birth pain. So this is actually by design, you know, uh, the process. Okay, so before the mother would give birth to his child, to her child, you see, the, the mother would go through the process called birth pain. It's, 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 it's not nice, okay? It's not nice. It, it will come and go. That's why pandemic will come and go. It's, it's, it's here to stay. It's not going to go away until the prophecy is fulfilled, okay? Remember uh, the seals. Um, uh, altogether, they're, they're going to be... Um, they will be the, all those riders will join in the fourth with the fourth when the fourth riders are released because the fourth rider are actually two riders and these riders does not represent people does not rep, i mean does not represent a person it represents spirits that's going to be allowed unleashed to rule dominate uh bring about evil you see, God is not evil, but evil existed already because the evil one is, uh, is here on earth. And he's not, uh, he's not arrested yet and uh, confined or, or, or uh, punished to eternal torment. It, it, it's, it's not, there, there is a time for that. And uh, for us as Christians, we need to decide whom to choose, whom to follow, whom to submit to. That's why uh, we have uh, people who are wicked and people who would, you know, they choose. And when we as Christians, sin is an option. So, but you see, if you're a Christian, you're not going to continue to sin. So remember this, as Christians... We cannot continue to sin because the conviction of the Holy Spirit in us is unbearable. It's hard to, you know, you cannot just sleep and snore and knowing that you are not right with God. So if you are a real spirit-filled believer of Christ, then the Holy Spirit must be in you, residing in you. And convicting you, if you don't have the conviction of the Holy Spirit to make things right, well, something is wrong. That's why the Apostle Paul said, examine yourselves whether you are in the truth or not, or, you know, whether you're a Christian or not. So, and, and the Apostle Paul addressed this to Christians, to people in church, okay? So, examine yourselves, friends. Very important, because in the last days... Matthew 24, 12 to 14 says, Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most or the love of many will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. So meaning to say, there will be people 
you know, their love for the Lord, for holiness, for God will grow cold. Okay? And it says, but. Meaning to say, this is uh, verse 12 and verse 13 is, is one uh, paragraph. It's, it's, it's a continuation. It says, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Meaning to say, uh, uh, you must uh, stand your ground. You must abide in Christ. You must remain in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. Okay, and not just play around with the world. Okay, not just uh, uh, allow your the your love, your passion for God to grow cold. Don't allow it to happen. You know, come to church with us. You know, visit us. We want to see you. All right. So it says, um, 12 to 13. Are we here? Is this happening right now? Oh yeah, it is happening right now. A lot of people are afraid to come to church. Uh, they're satisfied with online uh, uh, church, and uh, but the thing is that is not how God designed church. Okay, so with this allowed uh, events and trials and challenges to happen throughout the world, our faith, our stance in faith is being tested okay so consider that okay consider that verse 14 it says now here's the thing this is why i want to focus on our mission and our job description because it says here okay we know that what we are now in what the bible calls beginning of birth pains but And it says that the love of many will grow cold. Okay, but those who will what? Stand firm to the end. Meaning say those who will continue, those who will prevail, those who will remain, those who will abide in Christ, in following the Lord Jesus Christ, will be saved. Verse 14. This is our task number one. Our job description and our mission. It says, And this gospel, the good news of the kingdom, meaning to say we're going to talk about the king and his kingdom. If there's a kingdom, there's a king, okay? And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Oh, so this is the demarcation line. The end will come. The end will finally come when our mission is accomplished. Not when the world is uh, at war at each other and they conquered their enemies, they invaded the whatever, and then the end will come. No, that is not the basis. The basis is this. Verse 14, let's read it again. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to the nations and then the end will come. Okay? The end will come when? When we have done our homework. When we have done our assignment. What is, what is our assignment? Our mission. Okay? What is our mission? The Great Commission. What do we do? What, what this uh, uh, great commission, uh, what is the instruction? What's the mandate? Okay. Well, win the lost and train the found. Okay. It's, it's so easy. So, 
You see, and the gospel, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testament to all nations, and then the end will come. So meaning to say, it's a privilege that we live in a generation, okay, uh, where we have social media accounts and people are somehow, especially those uh, city dwellers, they have, most of them, have a social media account and and they a, and they are they have internet connection and so um we should share our testimonies we must share the gospel of the kingdom okay let us preach the gospel so this is my challenge to all christians listening today right now okay don't waste time how 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 much how many hours do you spend just browsing the facebook uh, browsing uh, telegram browsing but not uh, playing games especially games correct especially games no how, how, how many hours are you spending with games you, you know you can spend 1 minute or 2 or 3 minutes just share your testimony you know uh, record yourself or you can practice like stand in front of a mirror and try to convince yourself about the gospel of Christ how about that so once you think that you can do it you know just use your own language you know the, the best dialect that you're that you're used to you're fluent with use that dialect okay you don't need to speak in English you don't need to speak in you know you can use your local dialect to reach the people who are also using the same dialect okay who speaks the same dialect so um do that preach it doesn't matter if you will lose some friends it doesn't matter but because you love them you care for them you're concerned and that is why you will you are doing it not intentionally to offend them not to uh not to make yourself distant from them, but to win them for Christ. This is not for yourself. This is for the glory. Because you so what is the point of friendship in this world when you are going to lose it anyway? Right? Because what's the point? You're going to heaven and they don't. And they won't make it to heaven. What is the point of friendship? Useless, right? If you want, if you really mean to, to, to be friends with them, make it, you know, a lifetime. You know, not just lifetime on earth, but uh, forever and ever and ever and ever. Okay? So win them to Christ. Win them to Christ. Because if you lose them here today just because you are, you know, you preach the gospel, you know, just, it doesn't matter. You will lose them anyway without Christ right so uh, John said if you love them tell them the truth yeah that's the truth tell them the truth in fact uh, that is the goal of the five fivefold ministry the truth I will I would like to read that uh, that's not part of, of this topic just because of what John uh, 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 what to call that? <laughs> he wrote on screen. Now, Ephesians 4. Okay, let me read this. 
Verse 11, And He gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Verse 12, The purpose is to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ, so that etc etc okay uh what is this so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves of and carried about by every word of doctrine by human cunning by craftiness in deceitful schemes rather listen listen verse 15 Ephesians 4:15 rather speaking the truth in love The truth in love. Speak the truth in love. So, because we love people, we tell them the truth. And the truth is confrontational. It will offend them. It will hurt them because it will confront them. But that's the truth. Okay? We are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ. So, one of the signs that you are maturing in Christ is that you will Tell them the truth. Okay? Ephesians 4.15 Okay? You, you, I, I really cannot tell that you, you have grown uh, spiritually uh, anti, unless you, you have this kind of uh, knowledge of the truth. That's why we have to grow in the knowledge of the Son of God. Why? So that you can tell people the truth. What truth will you tell them if you don't know who Jesus is and what He did? You have to grow in Jesus first. Now that you have become mature, then you will tell people the truth in love. Okay? So, in verse 16, it says, From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint in which it is equipped, when each part is working properly so now you are functioning as a christian because you know your mission and you know your job description and it says makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love do you understand the 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 main uh, the main how do we call this uh, The main, the thing that will determine that you are really matured in the spirit or spiritually matured. Uh, indication, right. Thank you, Sitart. The indication that you can, uh, or um, that, is, that will be very obvious in every believer is that they, you know, they love one another. They love people. Because of that love, you cannot hold back. You cannot be silent. You will tell people the truth. No matter what happens, tell them the truth. Okay? Even if you will lose some of your friends, tell them the truth. You will lose them anyway if they will not give their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So, let us continue Uh, where are we? First uh, Timothy 4.1, it says, Ah, no, 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 no. We're still in Matthew 24. We ended up with, uh, in the gospel of this kingdom, 
will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to the to all nations, and then the end will come. So many say the demarcation line is what again? The preaching of the gospel. All of these wars happening right now, the econo- economic war and the, the economic collapse. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says there's going to be a what? A famine. So if there is a shortage shortages of food and etc., that is the economy. Okay, has has uh, declined. So uh, the point is this, my friend. That is not the demarcation line. The demarcation line is when we finish our job, preach the gospel, and the gospel is will preach to all the world in the, as a testimony testimony to the nations, and then the end will come. That's verse fourteen. And then it says in verse 15, it says, So when you see standing in the holy place, that's referring to the third temple, okay? So when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand and let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. And that's another topic. It's a long topic. In fact, talking about the third temple is another is a topic already. So but it says in verse 15 so when you see the holy in the holy place referring to the third temple because there is no holy place in Israel right now there's going to be a holy place where this a false messiah will come. So that's why people are afraid because they think why we should be why sh- why would we celebrate about the rebuilding of the third temple when it's setting the stage for the antichrist. But you know what whether you like it or not, the same thing with wars. We will hear wars, rumors of wars, kingdom will rise against kingdom, and I, don't know, I mean, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. It says, don't be alarmed. This thing must, these things must happen first, but it's not the end yet. So, meaning to say, the same thing with the third temple, it must happen first. So, it's a mixed emotion for us Christians because. Yes, we want the third temple to, to, to come to pass because without the third temple, the real Messiah cannot come unless the false Messiah will come first. You, you have to understand. Don't, don't limit your, your understanding. Uh, you must understand that uh, um, uh, th- these were prophesied already. That the, the the enemy, the, the wicked one, okay, will rise in power just like when uh, how Jesus defeated Satan. You know, Satan thought that crucifying the Son of God will end all his headaches, okay, because Jesus were healing the sick, preaching the gospel, re- tell, telling people to repent, and, and so many... Uh, demon possessed, they were delivered. So the devil is so angry at Jesus, and they thought that crucifying Jesus would, you know, make him win the battle. But guess what? You know, the evil uh, uh, evil came to power, and Jesus was betrayed. Jesus was captured, and Jesus was beaten up. Jesus was until he was crucified. But boom. It was actually the defeat of the devil. So you understand? It's like watching a movie and the actor, the main actor uh, is uh, uh, brutally bruised or almost dead uh, by, you know, maybe tortured by the, uh, the, ano yung kalaban? 
antagonist uh there's a villain okay and then uh, but the at the end of the movie okay the the main character will win will overcome the bad guy he's going to be the hero of the movie <laughs> okay so the same thing here you know it, it, the book of revelation is about the lord jesus christ and you will see how things will happen so if you don't you have not uh watch our series on the wh- what's our series on revelation again <laughs> uh, the, two the uh, yeah we have the two opposing kingdoms and the end game story of god okay so you have you need to browse our site and look for the series uh, we have so many topics already okay since uh, 2020 so anyway so thing is this our job until jesus comes or until this uh, third temple is built the third temple if we're still here okay that's the point if we're still here Okay, if, you know, some of you are still here, you have not died yet physically, or the Lord has not taken us yet. So if you're still here, then we should be ready. Okay, so uh, I like what Kuya Nolan Sylvie said, told me that we hope the rapture would come before the tribulation, but we prepare as though it will happen after <laughs> or later that uh, it will happen later so that's wisdom okay um you need to um wait our dog is in our camera <laughs> all right so anyway um all right so understand this as long as you don't see the third temple As long as you don't see the the, the the little horn rising to power and in th- after three and a half years um, desecrating the, the third temple, our job is to preach the gospel. So you see the connection? The gospel of this kingdom shall be preached to all the world and then the end will come. When the end will come, then you will see... The third temple will be rebuilt. So maybe your question now is, when is that going to be rebuilt? When is the ceremony of the the purification ceremony uh, of the red heifers and etc.? No, I will not. Uh, that's not my topic for today. Okay. So, and also um, because First uh, uh, Timothy four one says the Spirit clearly says that in the latter times. Some will abandon the faith and will follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Of course, these things taught by demons was elaborated after verse 1. Okay, uh, they, they tell you what not to eat and, you know, don't, whatever. But the thing is, I would like to focus on this, that in the latter times, the Holy Spirit says that many, some or some will abandon the faith and will follow, follow what? Deceiving spirits. Deceiving spirits or the spirit of deception. Okay? Religions does the religions that does not recognize Jesus as God, Jesus as Lord, Jesus as the only Savior are all under the influence of deceiving spirits. So if you're trusting your church, if you're trusting your religion to save you one day to to um, to assure you of your salvation, you know, you are you You've been deceived already, okay? 
That's deception because you know what? Salvation is found in a person, not in religion. Jesus said, I am, I am, I am. So it pertains to himself. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one goes to the Father. You cannot transact your salvation to the Father unless you go through him. That's John chapter 14. Okay, so you need to understand, friends, that deception is so rampant nowadays. That is why our topic last Sunday, okay, last Sunday our topic was why read and study the Bible or the three main reasons why we must read and study the Bible. Okay, why? Because for one, there's so much deception going on around the world right now. And we want to tell you, for us, the Bible is perfect, infallible, okay? And that uh, it's flawless, and uh, it's eternal, it's truth, it's the final authority. You know, friends... If you're seeking, looking for the right church, look for a Bible-believing church, okay? So let, let us con continue. So that is where we are right now. We live in a world full of deceptions. And the, the, the spirit of deception or the deceiving spirits are, are unleashed, working in every institution to deceive people, okay? To deceive people. Remember the the the... Uh, the mission statement of the devil. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Okay, that, that's John chapter 10, verse 10. Steal, kill, and destroy. So what is the church, the mandate of the Lord Jesus Christ to the church? Okay, Christ's mandate to the church. Number one, our, mi our mission is the Great Commission. Okay, the Great Commission, which is win the lost and train the found. Okay, number two, our job description is simple. To make disciples of all nations. Make disciples. So one word for that, disciple making. That is our job description. Okay, so let's read the key scripture for this uh, mandate to the church. That's uh, Matthew. Where are we? Matthew 28, beginning from verse 18. All the way to, uh, let me just first copy paste this one. Uh huh. Wait, paste. All right. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything. That's discipleship. Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So what uh, this scripture is this... Uh, Relevant, significant to the end times? Yes. The Lord Jesus Christ said, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely or certainly I am with you always. That's why there's no reason to fear because the Lord is with us always to the very end of the age. 
So when the end comes, He's still with us. He's not gonna leave us. Amen. Okay, so with that being said, okay, uh, the question now is, are we all called to participate in the Great Commission? The answer is what? Yes. We are all called to participate, to do our part in the Great Commission. What's the Great Commission? Disciple-making. Go and make disciples of all nations. That's win the lost, train the found. So how do we know that we are part, we are called to participate in the Great Commission? Remember, Matthew 28, the uh, last verse, which is verse 20, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ said, "I uh, uh, and surely I am with you always, up to when? To the very end of this. So, he was not just saying this to his disciples during that time. Because they, they died already, they're gone, long gone. But, and it's still not the end of the age. Okay? <laughs> so, Today we're still here, and this is the beginning of birth pains. This is not the end yet. So when Jesus said, I will be with you up to the to the very end of the age, meaning to say, it's still with us and will always be with us. Uh, meaning to say, it's for all of us. It's not just for his disciples during that time, 2000, around 2,000 years ago, but that command, the Great Commission, and that his promise that he will be with his disciples in doing their job, their mission, and their job description is not yet finished. Has not come to an end. The promise still go, is still uh, in effect till today. Okay? Because he said, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So let's keep on Sharing our faith. Testify. Okay? Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so now I know the next question is this. We will, uh, you want to break it down to some details. How? How do we do this? How do we participate? I mean, how can I uh, participate in this uh, in this mandate of the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? So, or where do we begin with disciple-making ministry? Of course, to you who have been a Christian for a long time already, you know the answer. But to give a specific details and how to begin, I mean, the steps, okay? If you are asking for the steps, I will give you one good answer. Attend on-site church today. Okay, my topic today is about church planting in the New Testament or disciple making in the New Testament. So the application will be in church today. This is just the first part of the topic. Okay, so again, why come to our on-site or face-to-face -face church? Because we want to see you first. We miss you. Um, so and also. By coming to an on-site church, you can reconnect 
with us again. So before you do the Great Commission, reconnect to the church. That's very important. You cannot be a lone ranger. You cannot just fight your battles alone by yourself, your solo flight. You know, that's, that's not how God designed church. God designed church as a community, a communal thing. God is a relational God, and so are we. So, you know, it's been a long time and we haven't seen some familiar faces uh, before the pandemic. And uh, we want to tell you it's safe to go out. You know, don't be afraid to come to church. You, you go to groceries, you go to, uh, to, to other places and, uh, you know, uh, to go to the mall. There's, there's a lot of people in malls than in church. Let me tell you that. Just, just, just want to remind you. Some of you travel. You ride the bus. You ride the jeepney. You ride, you know, in public places. You go to the market. You know, uh, there is more uh, microbes in the ecosystem in the market <laughs> compared to the church. Okay, because in church you don't see uh, fermentation going on or you know putrefaction going on or something like that. Because church is church, uh, but in other places, there, 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 you know, uh, it's there. You, you see more of the microbial activity, so there's nothing to fear because uh, germs are very small. And and if God will heal you, God will heal you. So there's nothing to fear. Okay. So point, my friend, friends, is that you need to reconnect first before. Uh, planning to plant uh, your your home group again. You see, uh, you have to reestablish. You have to reintroduce yourselves to people, to the community, to the church community, because we, you know, to fulfill Hebrews chapter ten twenty four to twenty five. So you can really function as a church. Now, for our final scripture, this is the last part. Okay, of our topic, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. This is so to conclude our uh, mission and job description. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new is here. The new has come. Verse 18, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. So the moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you God you know, has given you, at, the, at that very moment, you were also given the responsibility, the job to... To do the ministry of reconciliation. So, along with what? Along with the salvation. Okay? Verse 19, And that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin, sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So, along with salvation, with the forgiveness of our sins, you know, God entrusted the what? The ministry of Reconciliation. Okay, he has committed to us a ministry of reconciliation. Verse 20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors or ambassadors for Christ as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. 
God made him, made Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us. He was our sin offering, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So you see, instead of us dying for our own sins, God, you know, uh, made Jesus to be the sin offering, to, to take our punishment. He bore our sins. Who bore our sins? The Lord Jesus Christ. He became man to represent man. He bore our sins. He took our sins and nailed it to the cross. So he died for our death. The death he died was supposedly our uh, penalty, our sins. It was for our sins, but he took it from us. Okay, he paid our sins. That's why it is called substitutionary death on the cross. What Jesus did was that he um, he was our substitute. So God made him sin by uh, by assigning our sins to him or imputing our sins to him, so that he can. You know, when God's justice against unrighteousness, sin, uh, our sinfulness, uh, our transgressions, our iniquities was poured on the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross and he paid for it, he died for it. So God's anger towards sin was uh, appeased, okay? Instead of God still angry, you know, uh, at on us. No, lo- he w- he's no longer angry at us because Jesus paid for it. So you see the substitution that Jesus died in our place. So that in him, it says in him, we might what is it? verse 21, so that in Christ we might become the righteousness of God. When you say, if you give your life to Jesus, it's like an exchange. Okay, it, it, your life, your sinful life, Jesus paid for your sins. So now in Jesus Christ, you are made righteous. So you see, there's a beautiful exchange right there. Not, uh, I mean, not beautiful for what Jesus went through. <laughs> he suffered. He died. He rose from the dead. He defeated sin and death. He paid the price. He completed the transaction. That's why on the third day, he was able to rise from the dead because sin and death cannot hold him in the grave because he has no sin. The sin that he died for is not his sin. He, he, Jesus was sinless. The sin that he bore and died for was our sins. So friends, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen, we want you to know that we were born in sin our great 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 grandfathers okay our ancestors all have sinned because from the time of adam until the time of today every one of them have sinned therefore because everyone cannot pay for their sins therefore the debt the what that they owe was passed to the next generation so imagine this if I cannot pay for my sin, then my, my children would would be indebted also to whoever, and then and then because they cannot pay, so the next generation will have to pay. So the sin virus will never end. 
So that's why we were born as enemies of the cross. That's what the Bible says. So if we die apart from Christ, we're doomed. There's no hope apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. If you trust your religion, you will die. Okay? So uh, that's truth in love. Truth in love. So, so my point right now is this. If you give your life to Jesus, if you acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and Savior, how? If you acknowledge that he was your substitute, he died in the cross for your sins in your place, in our place, and that on the third day he rose from the dead, you know, you will receive forgiveness because you believe. Okay? By faith, your sins are acquitted. By faith in Christ, you will be made righteous. That's what the Bible says because you believe that Jesus already died for your sins. It's already paid. He is your substitute. So if you commit your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior and acknowledge who Jesus is and what he did, you will be saved. Romans chapter 10 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That Romans, Romans chapter 10 beginning from verse 9. Okay, so right now, friends, I would like to give you this opportunity to give your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're not saved yet, you don't remember uh, a time uh, when you repented of your sins and acknowledged uh, <coughs> what Jesus did and uh, when, who Jesus and what he did. You don't remember a time uh, of committing your life to Jesus, your Lord and Savior. This is the time. This is that time. Okay, so right now, about, let's bow down our heads. If you want to give your life to Jesus, you know, after hearing the gospel, the good news, what Jesus did, that he became man, he left his splendor, he left his deity being God, he became man to represent man on earth, and he died in our place. If you believe that, you want your name uh, be written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you want to be in heaven, this is the time that you surrender. All of us are sinners. We cannot save ourselves apart from Jesus Christ, apart from the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. So I want you to bow down your heads and pray after me. Follow uh, this prayer. Say, Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, everyone. To those of you who prayed that prayer sincerely from your hearts, God bless you and welcome to the family of God. You see, this is just the beginning of your journey in the Spirit. And the Lord has a purpose for you. This is not a coincidence that you are tuned in to our, to our program. <laughs> we believe that God has, a plan, has planned it, you know, even before. But uh, let us encourage you wherever you are, from the planet, in the planet, <laughs> around the world, <laughs> look for a church a Bible-believing church that's near you, okay? Those who believe a church, you ask them. Ask the pastor, do you believe that the Bible is the Word of God, that it's flawless? That's, do you believe that, do you esteem the Bible as the final authority, okay? Uh, they should say yes, but if not, if they tell you, oh, we have another book, we have another, you know, manual to follow, to be saved, okay, that's not the church for you. That church is uh, infiltrated by deceiving spirits, okay? So look for a church that believes the Bible as the Word of God, the final authority. It's, it's uh, I mean, okay? And, and another thing is this. You buy a Bible, okay? Um, and read from the book of John, okay? Book of John, uh, that's the New Testament, Matthew. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, okay? So... Start with the book of John because uh, if you have you're busy, you you don't have much time. Uh, you know, book of John is somehow it's like uh, if I will relate it to to agriculture, it's like a complete fertilizer. <laughs> it's like everything that you need to know the basics is in the book of John. So all the essentials are there. Okay, so as a new believer. Read the book of John. Now, of course, you can also read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, okay? It's, it's good. You can read the Gospels, okay? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But if you don't have much time, you can only read one chapter a day, then start with the book of John in the New Testament, okay? So, and, and the good thing is that if you are using Android, you're using... Uh, iOS, you know, phones, uh, tabs, tablet, uh, or computer, there are free apps, okay, uh, softwares, our application uh, in the internet that you can download, okay, again, for free, okay, and uh, read the Bible, okay, read the Bible, okay, uh, start with the book of John, so I understand that, uh, as a new believer, you might find it difficult to understand because the scripture is uh, spiritually discerned. That is why it's very important that you need to look for a Bible, Bible-believing church. So someone in that church can help you with your walk in Christ. They will walk alongside you as you, as you continue in faith. Okay, so thank you very much for joining us today. Let's pray. 
And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.